What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Sunday morning Water's Edge online worship experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We absolutely love you. Right now our building is being finished up with construction work from the hurricanes. And so we're going to put off food pantry for just a few more weeks. But once all the construction inside the building gets done, we'll open back up again. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being generous. Thank you so much for helping us out. Today we start a brand new series entitled Make a Splash. And this series is going to focus on this. It's going to focus on overcoming those roadblocks in our life that keep us from joy and from happiness. Everyone that I know is on a very specific mission. They're on a very specific search, a very specific quest. And whether we admit it or not, deep down we're all on this quest for one thing. Most of us, if we're being honest, we're not on a serious search for knowledge. Most of us, if we're being honest, we're not on a serious search for truth or holiness or accountability or even integrity, even though we do search for those things. But the main quest that most of us are on, in fact, all of us, is this. This is what we're all looking for. We're looking for joy and happiness. When we live with joy, then we live with peace. And we'd be lying if we said that we didn't want those two things more than anything else in our life. Happiness and peace. That's what we all want. Happiness and peace, but how do we get it? I've always loved art. Art was my favorite class when I was in school. In fact, I was on the Youth Arts Council of America for two years in high school. And my favorite was to do charcoal drawings, basically because if you messed up, you didn't have to start over. You just could kind of shade, and it was somewhat erasable. But we also did painting, and I loved to paint. But painting was very difficult because if you messed up, pretty much you just had to start over. Well, not too long ago, we ordered something called Paint by Numbers for our house. And this is what it is. When you order it, they send you a kit. And in the kit comes this canvas, and on the canvas is a picture, and each different section is numbered. And then it comes with paintbrushes, and then it comes with paint, and the paint is numbered. So all you have to do is match the number of the paint with the number on the campus, and then you just have to stay inside the lines, and you just paint. And so it's pretty cool. And if you follow the directions, the picture is going to end up looking like it's supposed to look. But if you don't, then it won't. But that doesn't mean it's a failure. You can deviate if you want to use different colors. If you like your art to be more unique and more abstract, you can deviate. But the one thing you cannot do if you want your picture to look right is to paint outside of the lines. And in a similar way, my life and your life is a canvas. We are God's artwork. Notice how the letter of Ephesians puts it in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he has planned for us a long time ago. You have to understand that you are God's canvas. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's artwork. And I'll tell you why this is so important. Because it's God's desire for you. Not only do you have the desire to live with peace and joy and happiness... But it's also God's desire for you to live with peace and joy and happiness. And let me tell you why. And remember this today. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. Why would searching people give Jesus a chance if God's people don't live a life of peace and happiness? If everyone is on a quest for happiness and joy and peace, if everyone's looking for that and God is the source of our joy, then maybe God has some lines for us to stay inside and if we do stay inside these lines, then we can have that joy that we crave so much on the inside. And then the outside world watching us can see that God's people have real joy and real peace. Now, right now, I'd like to be a bit personal with you today and just kind of share my heart. I've been thinking about this for a long time. When I think about it, most of my vivid memories are the ones that made me feel a certain way. 
So I have memories in my life, but then I have vivid memories. And those vivid memories are all tied to certain feelings. I've been seriously evaluating why my brain files certain events in more memorable places than others, other events that I've been through and other feelings. And as I look back, I do have some, some vivid memories of good times, times of joy, times of laughter, times of happiness with people that were special to me. But, and we all do this, we all remember the pain more. Our vivid memories, most of the time, aren't the best memories. They're the most painful memories. And it predates us, actually. If you go back to ancient times, the way they survived back then is they had to notice the lion in the bush before they ever noticed the flowers. They had to notice the danger. They had to notice the hurt. They had to notice the negativity first before they noticed what was positive so they could survive. If you want to survive back then, that's what you had to do. And experts tell us that the reason we do this is because there's so much to learn from our pain. When we're so aware and our vivid memories are all tied back to our hurt, it's because we have so much to learn from it. And so our brains hold on to it so we can somewhat prepare ourselves for the next time it happens to us again. And I believe all that. But I also believe this, and remember this today. You're still with me, Sam, so still with you. We usually isolate when we're in pain. And isolation leads us to internalize our pain for longer. Experts say this, that when you go through something in this life that completely devastates you, I mean it devastates you, that if you have people in your life to talk to in a personal way, then experts say that we process it better and we heal faster. But if you don't have people in your life to talk to and you isolate yourself, then you hold on to your pain for longer and your pain becomes stronger. I have so many great memories of my dad. But the thing that I remember the most is when he died because that was the most painful. When we isolate, that pain becomes stronger for longer. Have you ever heard someone just ask, why can't I just be happy? I hear people ask that all the time. People ask me, Pastor, I can't be happy. Why can't I just be happy? Well, that's a question that all of us should be asking. Why can't people just be happy? And so one thing we need to figure out is this, and remember this today. Is there a way for us to live that lessens the heartbreak in our life? Maybe there's some lines that if we stay inside those lines, we could have a greater opportunity and a greater chance to have peace and joy. Jesus actually said something one time that gave us the key to happiness. If you want to be happy, he's about to tell us. If you want joy that's real, he's about to tell us. Inner joy, constant joy. And it has to do with two things, love and peace. Love and peace. Notice what it says, Matthew 22, 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in the religious law, tried to trap him with this question, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So the religious leaders were constantly trying to trap Jesus. They were wanting, they were wanting to get him to say something so they could just do away with him. And they also tried to trap him because he kept saying things that would expose their hearts. And so the question they asked was this, out of all the commandments in God's law, go back all the way to the Old Testament, to Genesis, and all the way through, out of all the laws of God, all the commandments, what's the greatest? And Jesus says there's actually two, and they're both equal. They're equally as important. 
He said the first is love the Lord your God with everything that you have. Try to do that with all of your heart, soul, and mind. And then the second is just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love people. So here Jesus gives us the keys to happiness and joy. If you want joy in your life, then you must have two things. And remember this today, this is so key. Notice this, peace with God and peace with the other people in your life. Love God, love people. If you want happiness and joy, you have to have peace, number one, with God. And number two, peace with the relationships and the people in your life. And this love and peace will give you joy. I've never met anyone, anyone in this life who said, I have peace with God and I have peace with people and I'm miserable. I've never met anyone who said that. Everyone I've ever met who were living at peace with God and they were at peace in their relationships, they always seemed pretty happy to me. But yet you show me a person who feels like they don't have peace with God or they're being distant with God and they have all this tension in their relationships, that's the type of person who's always going to ask, why can't I just be happy? It is miserable to live this way, which is why Christ gave us the two steps of joy. So two questions. Number one, you still with me, Sam, still with you. What do you think needs to happen in your life in order for you to make peace with God? Something we need to stop. Something we need to give up. Something that we need to let go of. Something that we need to overcome. Something that we need to admit. Something that we need to start doing. Something that we need to continue doing. Something that we need to change directions with. Something that we need to forgive inside of someone else. Something that we need to forgive inside of ourselves. Something that we need to start doing again. Something good. Something loving. Something that serves other people. I don't need to tell you what it is in order for you to make peace with God. You know. You're just as smart as I am. You're smart. You know what it is that you need to do right now to make peace with God. Now, if you're here today and you're listening to this and you're not even sure if God is real, let me just say this. If you're battling with your loss of joy and happiness, maybe just try it out for a bit. Hypothetically, if there was a God, what do you think you would need to do to make peace with that God? In your opinion, what do you think you would need to do? Do it. Try it. Even fake it for a little while as you do it and see what happens. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said that God reveals himself to people who follow him and obey. If you just fake it and try it, you may see that God is real and how God works in your life. Second thing is this. What do you need to do to make peace with people in your life that you have tension or division with? How can you clear the air? What do you need to apologize? How can you forgive? What do you need to make right with them? You can't control what they do or how they respond, but you can't go wrong by doing what you know is right. So what do you need to do to make peace with others in your life? All you can do is your part, but make sure you do your part, even if they respond in a negative way or not. And do you know what will happen if you make peace with God and peace with the people in your life? If you love God and love people, you know what will happen. You'll probably be happier, and that joy will last longer. Now, what's making most people unhappy right now is this. There's something. There's something in between you and someone else. That's usually the source. And it's nearly impossible to be happy if you're at odds with other people in your life that are close to you. Now, let me just say this. If the foundation of that relationship that has division and tension right now, if the foundation of that relationship is just comfort, convenience, selfishness, feelings, or even security instead of love, trust, and truth. 
then there will always be tension. Now, let me say this. One big mistake, according to the experts, is this. Whatever elephant is in the room that's hurting the relationship or the friendship, it usually just gets swept under the rug and ignored and covered up. And so you can't get to the heart of it all. We love to sweep the obvious disconnection under the rug and just ignore it. We love to sweep the lies and the hurt under the rug and just ignore it. We love to sweep the distance and the pain and the issue under the rug, hoping it'll go away and just ignore it. Instead of making peace, we try to keep peace by sweeping everything under the rug and just hoping that it'll go away. And so we trade in the problem for the illusion that things are okay. We trade in the problem for the illusion that we're secure just by ignoring it, and that never ever works. We think that we're doing okay and good by ignoring that thing or those things, but whatever, but whether we talk about the truth or not, you got to understand, the truth always lives. It'll always outlive covering it up, always. So remember this today. If you're still with me, I'm still with you. When we ignore the truth of a situation, then we develop coping mechanisms to escape from the reality that integrity has left the relationship. We can develop very unhealthy things in our mind, in our emotions, and in our body to help us forget about what we're trying to sweep under the rug because we just want it to stop. We just want it to go away. We just want to ignore it. That way we don't have to deal with this anymore. And a lot of times when we start doing that, we develop these unhealthy coping mechanisms so we can get our mind to get off of the issue, off of the elephant in the room. But the truth is this. If you participate in sweeping those things under the rug just to keep the relationship going, you will lose and it'll fall apart. And we have lost who we should be in this life when we do that. Dealing with the tension in a true way will always set us free. In a relationship or a friendship, if the truth liberates one person, it'll always liberate the other person even if it feels uncomfortable. Let me say that again. In a relationship or a friendship, if the truth coming out liberates one person, It'll always liberate the other person too, even if it feels uncomfortable at first or even if they don't know it just yet. When we get so used to sweeping issues under the rug and hiding from what's really going on in the situation, it's like we're running from what's going to give us peace. And truth and honesty always gives us peace. And so remember this today. Facing the issue feels confronting. But sweeping it under the rug only creates more suffering. So what can you do not to keep the peace, but to make peace with the others in your life right now? Do it. It'll be uncomfortable. But chances are their love for you will surprise you. So do it. Stop sweeping it under the rug. Don't we all want to be happy? I do. Don't we all want to have joy? Don't we all want to have a splash of color in our life instead of everything just looking gray all the time and uncertain? If we really want joy, two things. Love God. Love people. Make peace with God. Make peace with people. You got that, then you got joy. Now, the way you express your love for others and for God is going to be unique to you. You have your own canvas. But if we want real joy, you have to stay inside the lines. You have to stay inside the lines. So love God. Love people. Peace with others. Peace with God. Those are the lines you have to stay inside of if you want real happiness. Say, Tony, I want joy. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Peace with God. Peace with others. Those are the lines. Paint it any color you want, but stay inside the lines. And if you do, you'll have joy and happiness. Let's pray. 
Father, today we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for loving us and we thank you for being the source of our joy. God, you give us life. Thank you for teaching us and pursuing us and changing us. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We hope you have a great week. Hope to see you back next week.